0: and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we're going to be covering all of the events from Wednesday, September 23rd of 2020. And let's go ahead and get started with the Belgian royal family. So, like I said, this is going to be a busy episode. Everybody had at least one event and some families had multiple events, which is amazing. Um, Also there's probably not going to be an Instagram up today, any Instagram posts or um, anything like that. I have personally had a weird, exciting, but weird day. that has just kind of thrown things for a loop a little bit so it's about all i can do to record this podcast today um but like i said big day so exciting stuff here i will catch up on instagram probably tomorrow it's just not out if you're listening to this right away if you're listening to this later in the day on thursday the 24th or after they should be up um, but right now they are not so in belgium there were so many things so many things um so first king philippe visited the new wallon plat- walloon platform for innovative systems and in agriculture and urban biodiversity so he was there to open this new project all focused on um agriculture and plants and biodiversity and like all of this stuff that goes way over my head. Um, So he visited all the different zones in this new project, um, including like different kinds of plot, like plant planting plots. Um, It's so cool. I wish honestly that I had more time to like research it today to talk about it, but I just didn't. Um, but it seemed really cool to mark the opening of this thing. He planted a pear tree, um, which I think it was kind of cool. Also, it took me about three times to say planted a pear tree. Just, just so you know, The that one might have to be saved for like a blooper reel at the end of the year, because that was ridiculous. What just tried to come out of my mouth. Um, So that was his morning event. And then in between, uh, Queen Mathilde visited the Center for the Evaluation of Vaccinations. Um, So the visit was focused mainly on um, COVID-19 vaccine testing, um, what the testing process is looking like, when theoretically this, this particular vaccine will be tested and in a certain phase, Um, to try and get like a timeline, I didn't pay attention to when the timeline is, um, just because I don't expect one for at least the rest of the year. Um, and maybe even into like, I would say a year after the virus is like expected. So for me, that would be like March, maybe April is when I kind of expect a vaccine, but you know, who knows, honestly, um, And then also during the visit, she was able to talk to the volunteers in the COVID-19 vaccine study to talk about like how their experience has been going through the phased trials. Um, So that was really kind of a fascinating visit. I wish um, that I had been able to find a bit more information on that one as well. Um, And then this is one where I normally have the amount of information, but it wasn't there wasn't enough solidified yet. Um, so I'm guessing there will be some more information tomorrow. Um, but today was the day that King Philippe met with his, um, new or his informers on the formation of the government. So the people that are tasked with building this government coalition thing, um, that just, you know, is not going well. Um, so if you remember in a few, episode a few days ago, we talked about this. Oh, shoot, I just went to um, the Belgian Monarchy's website and they've updated it. Okay, live update here. So exciting. Um, So these formations have um, submitted their final report ended their assignment. um, And the king and King Philippe has appointed looks like two new co formators. So what I was reading throughout the day is it looks like a tentative, very tentative coalition has been put together very tentative. Um, I mean, the 11th hour this coalition has kind of come together. So these two people are assigned with the final theoretical, final formation of the government from what I can tell. So they apparently have accepted the assignment from King Philippe and will report back to him on September 28th, which is Monday. So we'll see what Monday's episode, or I guess it'll be out on Tuesday. We'll see what Tuesday's episode brings us. Um, so that's a bit of an exciting update there on the on the Belgian government situation. Um, but yeah, so King Felipe held his meetings with the um, people that he had tasked with trying to form this coalition. So very cool update there. Very exciting. So much good news. Um, and so with that, we're actually going to go ahead and move on to, um, the British Royal family. Today, the publicly shared event, um, from the British Royal family was that the Duchess of Cornwall, who I didn't know this, but she has been in, I mean, I kind of knew this, but she's been in Scotland, um, because the, the court circular is referring to her as the Duchess of Rossay, which is her Scottish title. Um, so I kind of knew she was there, but didn't really pay too much attention. And I, it's easier to refer to her as the Duchess of Cornwall, so that's what I do. Um, But anyway, in Scotland today the Duchess of Cornwall, also the Duchess of Rothsay, um, visited a holiday, like campground-esque type of thing, I don't quite know what to call it. Um, But it is a site that has cabins for families to rent. And it has, it's like a holiday park. So it has things to do. Um, I can't think if you're from the States, I can't think of anything that we have that's comparative. Um, just because like, we don't do that. I I don't know. Like, I can't think of anything that's kind of on the same scale. Um, so it's this particular site, it's called, I'm pronouncing it as Crazy Holidays. Um, and it's in Aberdeenshire, which is part of Scotland near Balmoral area. Um, and so it has these cabins that have also been built to be, um, disabled friendly. So people of all types of ables, people of all types, (laughs) Um, anybody, anybody can use these cabins. Um, they're set up that way. So that's like super duper important. Um, and then Camilla is also patron of, crafty opera, uh, crafty holidays. Um, so she is of course supporting the organization and their work, um, in providing these, um, accessible cabins. So that was event number one for Camilla. And then later on, she visited the Ballotter art gallery, um, which specifically highlights the work of, um, Scottish artists. So 95% of the pieces on display in this art gallery are from Scottish artists. So that's like a really cool thing. Um just like a couple of cool public facing updates um that the British royal family reported on from social media. So before I read the court circular for the day, which comes out, I don't not that you care, but this has like been a big deal for me. So it comes out at 7pm my time. Um, and I usually record these at eight. So like, I usually know what the public facing thing is way before I know what the court circular is. So that's why it's separated this way. Um, so also in the court circular today is, um, Queen Elizabeth had a telephone audience with Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, um, which is a weekly occurrence. But because I've never had access to the court circular, I never knew what day it was on. Um, So it was held today. Um, Queen Elizabeth is based right now at Sandringham Estate, um, where she will be for a little while and then locate to Windsor indefinitely. Um, So that was really cool. And then also um, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge had a couple of things. So first William had a um, video conference with um, an economist, an international development expert. I really wonder what kind of project they're working on. Um, And then the Duchess of Cambridge. So Kate had a meeting um, with the National History Museum of which I guess she is patron. Um, And they held just like a telephone meeting together. Um, And so that is what was going on with the British royals. There was so much today, uh, mostly because, again, I have court circular access now. So, so much excitement there. Um, (laughs) So that's what was going on in the UK. Um, And now we're going to do a quick jump into Denmark. Just a quick little update from the Danish royal family, nothing too intense today. Um, Really not an intense week for them at all. The calendar is super light. This is the only thing on it. Um, So today Queen Margaretha held a farewell audience for the ambassador to Denmark from Thailand. It's not common that they would share pictures of this and only just put it in the calendar, so I understand, but like, where's my pictures? Um, Just because there hasn't been any content from the Danish royal family this week. Um, So that's the only event that happened. That's the only context. I know there's no pictures or anything, Um, but I figured since this will probably be the only report from the Danish Royals this week that I would mention it um, because there is nothing on the calendar for the next two days from them. So with that, we're going to move right on into the Netherlands. I mentioned at the beginning of this week Queen Maxima was going to be participating in the United Nations General Assembly as well. Um, And so that happened today. She participated in a forum um, about from the G7 focus on women and financial inclusion, which is a partnership with um, the G7, of which I think when this was formed. France had the presidency of the G7. The G7 is a political organization of seven countries of which I only know the French and the UK are, um, or the US, probably the UK, and maybe Germany. Um, I'm going to look it up because I hate that I don't know that. Um, So the G7 is Canada, France, Germany, Germany, Italy, Japan, the United Kingdom, and the United States. Um, Okay, good. I feel good about knowing that now in my life. Um, So they have formed this Women in Financial Inclusion um, partnership last year to really work on financial inclusion issues, which of course is Maxima's... Forte as the UN General Special Advocate for Financial Inclusion. Yeah, it's a big title. Um, And so today she partook in this conference about the project. Um, It also included the Gates Foundation. So Melinda Gates was on the call. Someone from the French government was on the, on the video. Um, I couldn't find the video. I'm sure you have to be like a special kind of person to get access to this stuff. I do not have that kind of access. I am not that cool. Um, but I was able to read the speech and it was really good. It focused on, um, a lot of statistics and stuff that like kind of goes over my head because I don't, understand that world that well i mean i do but not that well um and really just like talked about the importance of even though a global pandemic is happening yes the world has kind of stopped but there are still like the world will resume as if time has passed because time has passed um and so you know how to keep these issues of financial inclusion kind of at the forefront while we're all fighting a pandemic. Um, so it was a really cool speech. A lot of statistics, when she does things like this, it never ceases to amaze me, like how knowledgeable she is. So I've mentioned this, but I'll mention it again. She, before Maxima married King Willem Alexander, then Prince Willem Alexander. Um, she was like up and coming in the financial world. Like, making power moves. I mean, she was going to like rule the financial world one day. Um, she met, fell in love with a prince and is now the queen of the Netherlands. But like, she never lost that financial powerhouse drive. Um, and I love that. Like, I love that she's kept up with it and found a way to make it work while also staying in her quote unquote, queen lane. Um, so it's not like a job, it's a, it's a position that she holds where she gets to focus on something that she knows a lot about. I think it's fantastic. Um, so a really great event. I loved watching, or I loved hearing it, seeing the pictures, like just, oh, so many things we could have missed. We would have, we are missing out on from Unga this year. It makes me sad. Oh, anyway. Okay, well now I just brought myself way down, I'll I'll pep back up and we will move into Norway. Again. So today in Norway, there was one event. Uh, Crown Prince Akun opened the Nordic Edge conference with a video speech to the expo. So, from what I can gather, I couldn't watch the speech. You had to pay, like, I think it was 30 US dollars to have access to the video conference that happened today. And I'm willing to do a lot for this podcast, but $30 to watch a speech that I probably wouldn't understand because it was in Norwegian was just not going to happen. Sorry. Um, so I didn't watch the speech, but I found out a little bit about what the expo is and like what the purpose of the speech was probably, um, this is making some assumptions, but the Nordic expo and con- and conference is all about creating, um, smart cities so cities that are made up well um, I couldn't quite figure out what the definition of a smart city was like to me it it almost seemed like smart home which is not what it is at all but like it's set up in a way that makes a lot of sense um, and so that's what the the conference was all about and so presumably, They were tying this into like how a pandemic has affected these cities and what we can do and what we can learn from a pandemic, right? Okay, so that's what was happening in Norway. I don't have a lot of information because again, it was like behind a paywall, which as it should be, but I could not access it and I have not found a written version of the speech. So I'm making some assumptions here. Um, So that's what was going on in Norway. And now we are going to move on to Spain. Last week, Queen Letizia attended the celebratory opening of the annual school year. Um, And so this week, King Felipe did the exact same thing, but the celebration of the opening of the 2020-2021 university year. Um, So it's obviously celebrating the same thing, um, but one is focused more on higher learning and the other is on ways different kinds of schools have adapted to what is going on. Um, So he visited this year, the Polytechnic University in Madrid, the Polytechnic University in Madrid, um, which is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. Um, In his speech, He talked about how usually this is, um, like I said, this is like an annual event on his calendar. Um, Letizia goes to the younger kids, Felipe goes to the colleges. Like that's how they have kind of broken it up for the past five years. Um, and so he talked about how like, this is a normal event and, um, all of that. And then he was like, well, this isn't normal at all because, you know, it's not. Um, Usually the room that he is in is crowded with people and it's not. Um, So I don't know where the Polytechnic is in Madrid, but like I've mentioned at least once this week, Madrid is on lockdown light. Um, So there are a lot of travel boundaries in neighborhoods um, so in certain neighborhoods people are not allowed to leave like a ten street radius. Um which is just crazy and also more than likely a sign of what's coming. Um just fair warning, everybody, this is gonna happen again. Um but anyway, Felipe is in Madrid and so I don't I don't think the polytechnic is in like a neighborhood that would be affected by this um, just because unfortunately the the boundaries are very segregated between working class and upper class um which is you know expected but terrible all the same Um, but anyway there were not a lot of people there um it was very different than other ones that I have watched. So I, sometimes when things like this that are annual will happen, I'll go back and kind of get a history. And I don't know why I keep doing it. Like nothing is the same this year. Um, so, you know, it it was definitely different than years past because the auditoriums were not full. Um, it was very, it was very strange when Felipe walked in. So not that he gets applause everywhere he walks in, but like, you could hear a pen drop when he first walked in after they like announced him and then like people started clapping, but it still wasn't overwhelming applause because COVID and there was just like nobody in the auditorium. Um, so it was like a very bizarre kind of thing. Um, But overall, like an annual event, I like that they're trying to stick with these norms. Um, Tomorrow, Letizia has something that she does every year. Um, But again, who knows what it'll actually be like this year. Um, So that's what was going on in Spain. And now we are gonna go ahead and move on to Sweden. Sorry, my cat's playing with a bag. I'm gonna go take care of that and then we'll move on to Sweden. removed from the cat so now today in sweden it was another day packed full of events for the royals Um, we're gonna go in the order in which i read about them and not necessarily in a precedent order which sometimes i do it's a it's a candy bag today I, i don't know um so the first thing is that king carl gustav queen sylvia crown princess victoria via video link and princess sophia participated in the Global Child Forums Partner Day. Um, So the Global Child Forum is something that the Swedish royal family started in 2009 to bring together different expert partners, worldwide expert partners together to kind of work on the same field in order to advocate for children in the best way possible, as well as cohesively. Um, so that way, you know, kind of all of these ideas are being talked about on a, on a global scale versus um, not being discussed and everybody's kind of doing the same thing. Um, so that, that was a really cool thing that I didn't know they had done. Um, I think I've seen that like, pop up every year just in my like normal watching, but I didn't understand what it meant. So that was a really cool addition um, this year to my knowledge. Um, Very, very cool. Um, So it started with the, with King Carl Gustav giving a speech to open the event. Um, They went through the event. Like I said, Crown Princess Victoria was on via video link. And then Queen Sylvia gave the speech to end the conference or the meeting. Um, so that was really, really cool. Um, and then while that was happening, Prince Daniel was visiting an aerospace, I think the company is called aerospace, um, to learn all about electrical aviation. Now, look, I am all for, for some reason, I am all for electric cars, electric boats. I think it's all great. I don't want my plane to be fueled by electricity. That's like a person with a fear of flying's issue. Like I have a, I have healthy, uh, maybe unhealthy fear of flying. I love it once I'm in the air, um, but I hate it on ascension and descension. I hate it. It's the worst on liftoff, on takeoff and touchdown. It's, it's terrible. It's my least favorite thing. Um, (laughs) so many things. So, but I think it's a really cool innovation. I don't know that I would ever feel comfortable flying on a plane that has been charged. Um, because I'm, I have a perpetual fear of someone forgetting to plug it in. I'm all for Teslas and electric vehicles, like all for it. Planes is just too far for me. I think, (laughs) um, So, but a very cool event. So he got to like see a lot of the technology that they're working on, um, and all of that good stuff. Um, and then, um, I guess after, I don't know, again, time is confusing, confusing today on this one. Um, but at some point, Crown Princess Victoria met with a researcher from the Swedish Defense Research Agency, just to discuss the agency's happenings. Um, there wasn't a lot of information shared on that. And then finally, we had another United Nations General Assembly participation. Um, so Queen Sylvia was part of a forum today called Digital Cooperation, Action Today for Future Generations. Um, so this is kind of based on the same concept of, like, ways that different, um, child advocacy organizations can collaborate to make sure that the global scale is kind of being approached in a similar way. Um, So that like child rights are kind of universal, Um, you know, the same is true in sweden as it is in i'm trying to think of another country like jordan um and that children are being given the appropriate conditions for their life throughout it um so i think that's like a really cool concept and obviously something that queen sylvia is very much passionate about and something that of course she's doing a meeting on this with Um, so that was a really cool thing as well. And a busy day for Sweden. So many busy days. Um, and then you look at the calendar for tomorrow and it's like, meh, nothing. Um, it'll be fine. I think there is going to be a lot of stuff to talk about. It's just not every royal family does a great job of announcing what they're doing. Um, so with that, I know this is a really long one. Thanks for hanging in there. Like I said, the Instagram posts will probably be up at like noon on Thursday. I'm hoping, fingers crossed. Um, Like I said, today was just a little bit crazy. I'm determining if anything that happened today will affect this podcast. I'm hoping it doesn't, Um, aside from episodes may be out a little later. So if you're a... um, one of the people who I love so much who listen at midnight when I release this, my time, um, we might be a little bit later. We'll see. I'm hoping that, but we will see. Um, But like I said, I will, we'll all be um, learning as we go. You suck. So with that, I will talk to you all for tomorrow's episode. Until then, have a great day. Bye.